It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Andy Gallo. And I'm CJ. And we have got back with us. Barry Pollock has uh, decided to come back and visit with us some more, a little more conversation with Barry. How you doing, man? I'm doing if I've been any better, I'd be twins. Well, you, you well, no, I was going to say you look like twins, but that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good to say. No, he don't look like twins. I was just playing with him. Uh, you know, we we wanted to have you back in though. You know, last time you were here, we talked a little bit about um, you know the promotion game and uh, all the different things or people that you had promoted and one thing after another. We wanted to kind of get your take on what you would rather do. Uh, whether it be country promotions, because I know you did both country and rock and roll. Um, so if you had, if you had uh, your 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 rathers or dathers or whatever you want to call that word there, what would you rather do, rock and roll or country? Oh, by the way, you just said you just said promotions is all. He he actually was employed by who by. Uh, record companies. He was. Right? He was. Well, Major. I was going to let him. I was going to let him go into that. Really? Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned the last time that I uh, first started out with Mercury Records mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, in the nineteen sixty seven, and uh, I worked for Mercury for a few years, and I went to work for Capital. Then I worked for. How was he now, old in oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now. Mercury was, uh, I guess they, did they have quite a few rock and roll acts back in the they 60s? Were, they were, at that time, it was Mercury Phillips. Smash was part of their, and a lot of the country acts, including Jerry Lee Lewis, right. oh, was yeah. on Smash. Oh, yeah. Roger Miller. Statler Brothers were yeah, on, on, uh, on there. Yeah, so Mercury, sure. they, are, yeah. they were really yeah. big. Uh, it was a really big, uh, one of the top labels of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I worked for Capital, then I worked for ABC Dunhill Dot. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for uh, MCA, mm-hmm. and then I worked for Capricorn. Right. So, Which Capricorn was was a big rock and roll thing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, it was that Southern Rock, mm-hmm. uh, the Allman Brothers, Marshall Tucker Band, mm-hmm. uh, oh. all that, Wet Willie. Right. You had a chance to meet all these guys, too, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was part of, back then, that was part of the promotion man's job was to uh, uh, take these various acts around the radio stations when they'd come in your market area and uh, to, when they were in different parts of the country to go with them and and babysit them. <laughs> you know, I guess you can't lump them all into the same basket, but um, just as a generalization, um, what would you say is the difference between the personality of a country artist and of those southern rock guys? Professionalism. Uh, I found it always easier to work with country acts mm-hmm. because uh, most of them, uh, it, it took them a long time to get where they were. Mm-hmm. And they weren't going to do anything to screw it up anytime real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they appreciated everything you did for them, and they were a lot easier to deal with. So many of the rock acts back, especially in those days, were uh, from England, mm-hmm. and and they were real hard to deal with. Yeah. We used to call that the British invasion. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. it was uh, probably still do. Yeah, it was uh, easily. But now some of the southern rock people were not from overseas, right? Some of them right. Were, they were homegrown. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they were homegrown crazies. <laughs> did uh, did the rock uh, did they sell more records? Uh, 
Then the well, it it it, it uh, I worked at one time for ABC Dunhill Records, and Dot was part of their. They distributed Dot, which was a country label. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, pretty much back in those days. Uh, they had a, a group called Three Dog Night, mm-hmm. and at one time, Three Dog Night was the uh, the highest selling rock act out there. Wow! They uh, they sold more records than anybody. It, it, for a large portion of time, and uh, so. And I guess you spent some time with with a lot of these guys, uh, both rock and country. Sure. So there's got to be a road story or two. I know you told uh, some road stories yeah. last time you were here. Right. I always like to hear road stories. Yeah, though, cause cause those too. those. Well, get... I, I got one. One pops in my head, and I think it's worth telling today that uh, with the the. the uh, passing of the great Jerry Lee Lewis, mm-hmm. the killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a, a couple. So why did they call him the killer? I, it was just something Jerry Lee came up with. It is, okay. And he expected uh, you to call the, him the killer. The killer. Okay. That's what, okay. and he, uh, uh, I'll tell one quick story, and a couple of them I got that are very good. But uh, Go for it. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, friends with a fellow named Bob Claypool. And Bob was a, uh, a music review writer for the Houston Chronicle and the Houston Post at one time. And uh, he, uh, he, he'd come by and pick me up. I owned uh, part of a bar in Houston for a while. And, and he'd come by and pick me up, and we'd go to different shows. Well, Jerry Lee was playing at, uh, and I, I was already out of the record business at that time. And Jerry Lee was playing at the uh, Dance Town USA. Hmm. And uh, so we went to the show, and uh, Bob wanted to ask him, said, uh, as soon as we got up there, and I took a bottle of Jack Daniels with me, and Jerry Lee and I are sitting there drinking this thing. And he goes up in the small dressing room at Dance Town, and and, uh, and Claypool asked him right off the bat, says, Jerry Lee, I understand you just got through playing a gig with B.B. Uh, King uh, in a- Africa. And uh, Jerry Lee looked at him and said, yes, I sure did. And he said, well, how was it? playing a concert date with the great B.B. King. And Jerry Lee cocked that look that he would get on his head and his face and looked at him and said, pointed his finger and said, you better ask B.B. King how it was playing a gig with the killer. <laughs> and we just went, whoop, whoop. Boy, screwed up right off the bat. And then another thing real quick I'd like to say, I was with Jerry Lee in uh, Lake Tahoe one time. And uh, Jerry Lee was playing... Uh, a gig at the hotel and uh, the theater, and and he had his uh, was sitting at his piano playing, and it was a there was a heckler that was about three rows of tables right off the stage, real close to the stage and, and, and close to Jerry Lee's piano, and he he kept hollering and raising hell, he kept hollering, 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 everything Jerry Lee would do. Finally, Jerry Lee gets up, pushes his piano seat back up under the piano, slams down the lid on the piano, turns around, walks to the edge of the stage, and looks at this guy, and he looked at him for about 30 seconds. Then out of nowhere, he just commenced to do a Superman dive right <laughs> off the stage, <laughs> through the first two rows of tables, glasses and plates were flying everywhere, people were there, and he jumped on this guy and just started pounding him. <laughs> Right. Law- lawsuit. Yeah, right. But right. He didn't, you know, he didn't care. Wow. That's a, 
But that was the killer. Yeah. That's what the how what the killer was all about. Surprise! Uh, not only was he wild and crazy, he was one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Mm, yeah, and, no doubt. And anybody yeah. that says says Jerry Lee can't sing a country song, oh, wow. need, needs to he needs to uh, pull up a version of yeah. "She Even Woke Me Up to Say Goodbye." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, what made Milwaukee famous? Uh, well, yeah. yeah, and tell me he oh. can't he couldn't oh, yeah. do a country song the way it should be done. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have a grandson, Caleb, that plays pedal steel guitar and that's been on here. Yeah. And actually, Jerry Lee right now is uh, Caleb's favorite country singer. Well, how could you? You yeah. know, he's, uh, he's good. He's, he's, I was, uh, we were talking about that on the way in our trip from the Piney Woods here to, to your <laughs> lovely home. You tripped. Yeah, we, we were talking about Jerry Lee Lewis and, and uh, how he took, uh, he was a little bit, you know, just a, uh, R&B, blues, country, all personified into what made Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee, mm -hmm. one of a kind, mm -hmm. yeah. and a true legend in the music yeah. industry. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've got second thoughts about doing this, but uh, can I tell a story about, about Jerry Lee? Thank you. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, what, can't, we can't go one episode without... Without not, CJ, you want me to Country turn up, turn Jim, off his mic? yeah, without <laughs> without without Country Jim telling a story, and, and uh, I'll always have to look forward to a story from Country Jim. I, I, so that's why we've been great friends all these years. <laughs> we I just know. sit down at a bar stool and tell stories. Yeah, I love, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear this one. Well, uh, Marty Stewart uh, is a, a person that I never met, but. Our lives uh, have intertwined, kind of, sort of. Uh, he, of course, played in, for Lester Flatt in the bluegrass world. But as he got older, he got the job of playing guitar for Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stewart has got a wonderful book. It's a picture book. He had a Kodak Brownie camera <laughs> that he took with him on the road. And for decades, he made pictures of yeah. all the people and places. And so he has put out a picture book. Uh, it makes a great coffee table mm -hmm. book. I've had a couple of them through the years. And uh, he tells a story about being a part of the package show that had Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee and uh, Everly Brothers and and they did uh, they did Europe, uh, and he tells a story about one time that they were staying in this hotel, and uh, Marty said he was awakened about two a.m. Uh, by, by a knock at the door, and when he went to the door and opened it, there was Jerry Lee Lewis in his underwear <laughs> with something that looked like chocolate pudding all over oh, his chest. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said that Jerry Lee said to him, he said, Marty, give me your fiddle. Let me borrow your fiddle. <clears throat> and he said that he loaned him his fiddle. He said, by the way, I've never seen that fiddle since. <laughs> But the other probably got chocolate syrup. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. But the thing, the other thing, he said they were playing Germany, and that I'm uh, still thinking about the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing Germany, and the promoter was uh, was just telling them about all the money he lost as they were getting paid by the promoter, 
And so the promoter was trying to short pay Jerry Lee Lewis. Good oh, luck. And said oh, that yeah. it said that, that Lewis <clears throat> actually pulled a pistol out of his pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. And told, this, this told sounds us. like a Fair and Young story. <laughs> I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard a Fair and Young story <laughs> like this. Another Mercury record. <laughs> but, but Stewart's P.S. about those stories, he said that, you know, I mean, he's been around the block, Cash and all kind of people. Uh, but he said that uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was the most dynamic performer oh, on oh, stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That he's known with a pistol. What did the guy do? <laughs> Gave him the rest of his money. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And the fiddle that they couldn't find. You know? <laughs> Jimmy Dickens told a story about the fairy. And Dobby Farron barked, boxed before it. He whooped that promoter all the way down the hall until he found the money. And said, <laughs> <laughs> That's Johnny Riley, by the way, over oh, the corner. We're, right. we're, we're going to be talking to him a little bit later on on another podcast, but he, he just interjected a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably going to delete that one. <laughs> Well, we may leave that in there just for the heck of it, you know. It, 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 it seemed to pick up. It seemed to pick pick up pretty good there. So anyway, but yeah. but back to Barry Pollock. Yes. No. Okay, back to Barry Pollock here, real quick here. Uh, so uh, now you, you're living uh, up in uh, Huntsville, Texas. Well, or? no, I, I was living in Huntsville. Oh, okay. And uh, but now I live for the past six years. Uh, I, I live in the Piney Woods, in between. Uh, Crockett and Grapeland. That's Texas. right. Okay. Okay. Outside of a little yeah. community named Latexo. Okay. And it's in yeah. the Piney Woods. Yeah. There's a there's a restaurant up up there somewhere. I'm trying to remember. I know we talked about it one time. It's supposed to have a really good chicken fried steak. I don't know if it's up in your neck of the woods or oh, where. Well, it's somewhere up there. I don't probably know. the Davy Crockett Grill. A little mom and pop joint. Yeah. But it's supposed to be. Yeah. <clears throat> supposed uh, to be really good. I'm so. a, <clears throat> Affiliated in a little capacity with a place called the Davy Crockett Grill in Crockett. Oh, okay. And uh, they have uh, Jim's played there before, and Johnny plays there about once every other month. And uh, and you're affiliated. Uh, well, I, I I don't own any of it. Oh, okay. But I just uh, I book their music. Help there. help them book some stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, book yeah. their music there. Yeah. And uh, hey, if I wanted somebody to book somebody, I'd, <laughs> call, I'd call Barry Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you call? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be Ghostbusters, I guarantee you that, buddy. <laughs> That's well, good. I, I don't do that much, but uh, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Did I did you have a label that? Um, did you have a label that had um, non musical people or unusual uh, comedians? Oh or? yeah, at ABC we had. Uh, God, I can't even remember his name. Uh, Mm-hmm. Carlin, what George Archie? Carlin? No, Archie Campbell, maybe? No, no, no. no, no. no, no. Uh, I can't even think of his name. I've, I've lost him. Yeah. You actually made me speechless. I can't. <laughs> and this my old seventy-seven-year-old brain is is fermented. It, and uh, he, he was well Cap, Gabe Kaplan. Gabe. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, we had yeah, Gabe, yeah, we had yeah. Gabe yeah, Kaplan, yeah. who, by the way, Gabe Mr. Kaplan, Mr. Carter, at one time yeah. was one of the greatest poker players in the United States. I don't oh, know if you know that or not. Wow, I didn't know he that. He was addicted to gambling, and he was a great poker player. He's played in that World Championship poker. Uh, what was he like as a very person? nice man? Very nice man. He'd stay at my house in San Francisco when he was uh, visiting the West Coast, and he he uh, very nice guy. Yeah, but he did a couple of uh, comedy albums mm-hmm. on uh, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Wasn't Archie Campbell with Mercury at one time, or, or was that? You know, I don't remember. I, I don't remember Archie yeah. being on Mercury. He could have very well been. Yeah. We had uh, C.W. McCall. You know, he did. Uh, uh, he, that was, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Doing the truck oh. driving yeah. things oh, and yeah. all that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You met him? Convoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Convoy. That was the big yeah. the big one for him. We had a, a lot, a lot Wolf, of Wolf Creek Pass. What, well, there were some other ones, <laughs> too. I can't remember. I will <laughs> tell you this. While I was with Mercury, we had a, uh, we had a release of a song. And I heard it. They sent me an acetate, which was a pre-production uh, cut of the record, and, and said, "What do you think of this record?" And it was the song "Tennessee Birdwalk." <laughs> and I went back. I told him, I said, "Man, that's the worst thing I've ever heard." I said, "I'd be yeah. embarrassed to take it in the radio station." Right. You know, yeah. Tennessee Birdwalk. You yeah. know. Come to find out, though, that was that a, was a number one smash hit. That Misty Morgan and, yes, and something a, a, Blanchard, a, a young Blanchard Morgan. I th- okay, there you and go. And it there was a, a mother. I mean, a daughter and father. Yeah, that's what and I was thinking. Uh, yep. She was the whole. It was almost like the Kendalls. You yes, know, the Kendalls very, were very you know similar, very similar. and they were with Mercury too. Weren't yes. They? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very similar. Okay. Boy, my brain is just clicking. Things are just starting to fly. It's it's amazing. Oh, man, there, this is really weird because normally I can't think of nothing. <laughs> you know. So I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I I, uh, yeah, it was a real small world. I was telling Johnny when we were coming up here, riding up here, uh, that uh, I said, hey, you're like Andy. And I said, Jim's tolerable, <laughs> but you're like Andy. I said, we just found out last time that we actually worked together for a while. Didn't even It, it, it all comes together when you're sitting know, around talking in a room and you're talking about old times and yeah. talking about this. You go... Oh my God! I remember you. Well, and and that was really funny that, that we we and then of course the more you and I talked right. on the podcast, right? And I remember his name, yeah, because when I was working at a radio station over in in, uh, in BCS Brian College Station, his name kept coming up. I never met you though. I don't think I, 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 I don't think we ever met, but right. but his name kept coming up. He he was kind of like a uh, an outpost. Uh, uh, I don't, well, at the time, I lived in Huntsville. Okay. And I would commute. Because <clears throat> you were in sales, yes, I think, and the right? Okay. That okay. we both worked for. Yeah. They couldn't, I mean, they, they had me do everything as far as when an act came to town, I took them around. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. that so, yeah. And you were working a graveyard shift, right? Yeah. I was working a graveyard shift. And the fellow we worked for, Benny. Springer was going yeah. to uh, use me up as much as possible. <laughs> he was that way, and I did it gladly and oh, lovingly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had, I had a really good uh, good time with Benny, though. I, I worked for him several times. It, Great at, man, there at, at that radio station, and then another radio station later on down the line. So anyway, okay, back to Barry Pollock again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. We're just kind of going around, going around the the That's... horn here on everything. <laughs> but I guess. Um, uh, it, it, the promotion game, or I call it, I call it the promotion game, but it's it's kind of a hard game. It, it is because uh, you're calling radio stations, you're you're trying to get airplay, mm-hmm. you're trying to. Um, and of course, back in the day, uh, I used to get a lot of gifts. Now it was not payola, okay, <laughs> but I used to get I used to get a lot of little gifts. Oh, sure, from different. Uh, uh, Labels, you know. I mean, I got many a letter opener, really nice ones, you know, that would have Mercury Records <laughs> oh, or MCA yeah, Records right. on it, or, right. or you still something. have any of those? I still do have some of those. I'll, I, I, I ran across one the other day, actually, in storage, but it's it's here, you know, somewhere. So, uh, but just to kind of get back what I was trying mm-hmm. to get at, though, but you're just kind of um, you're trying to feed these radio stations. Well, that was back in the day that every 
every major label released so many singles mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it'd be anywhere from two to five to six to two. And you were in competition with so many labels. It was it was like that was back when the, the record labels and radio were kings. Mm-hmm. One couldn't have existed without the other. Absolutely. So they learned how to work hand in hand to break music acts. Mm-hmm. And that's when radio meant everything to the, ra- to the labels mm-hmm. breaking these acts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, yeah. you'd start a record off in Houston. You'd spread it to Dallas, San Antonio, Denver, Kansas City, New Orleans, and just oh, try yeah. to spread it all over America. Mm-hmm. And that's how the hits kept rolling in. Right, you right. Know? And they were yeah. big competition one another. Well, why should I play this Mercury record mm-hmm. instead of playing the Capitol record or playing the uh, Columbia record mm-hmm. or whatever? Yep. And a lot of it... Believe it or not, like anything involved in sales or public relations or whatever, it had to do with personal relationships. Absolutely, that's and, what I was just going to say too. And you had to, yep. you had to. Well, I'll give old Barry a break mm-hmm. this week yep. instead of. Yeah. Oh yeah, Roger Ramsey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, and that's what I was going to say. And, and I remember, I remember. The guys would call me, and oh, I would, yeah. I would like go. Well, I don't know, man. I forgot room this week, uh, you know, because it was always a tight. I always ran a tight playlist. Right. Uh, we run about 30, 35 records, and that was That's it. pretty you narrow, know? yep. And um, so there wasn't a whole lot of room, you know. And But there was occasionally, I would I would do some some things, some favors, you well, know. it's only just, human nature. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you just kind of, and there's a lot of guys you just have relationships with. Right. Over the phone, you've probably never met them, but you're on the phone with them. Right. And, and you feel uh, like you knew them. As, as they say, they're smiling and dialing. Yeah. That's... And and you you just get a relationship with people and you just want to help them out, you know? It's, it, uh... it's just like uh, me and uh, Country Jim here. Yeah. You know, we get on the phone and he'll tell me, hey, man, guess who I've got lined up to come up here and, and be on right. the podcast? And, you know, he paints a pretty picture. So he's painted a pretty picture for me, and that's what basically radio uh, promoters, uh, you know, record promoters Well, it's do. like, you know, radio back in the days, and I'm sure you know a lot better than I am. <clears throat> I, at that programming a radio show, and, and uh, uh, you know, one week you're looking for a ballad. One week you're looking for strictly up-tempo. You don't want right. to hear you got your, right. your playlist is covered with ballads and that's you don't right. know it's right. at all it's funny to me and and uh this is a true story and i'm sure you agree with this if you remembered back like the record of the year every year was always 95 percent all these country stations were looking for up-tempo songs mm-hmm. i want a I want a two and a half minute up-tempo song i want a two and a half minute we mm-hmm. need this we need up to and i don't want to hear about no ballads but every year country record of the year was a ballad Mm-hmm. You're right. Somehow, somehow, yeah. it always that yeah. that's yeah. what people yeah. wanted to hear, yeah. and that's what made the phones ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were ballads, yeah. Yeah. and Ray, still to this day, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Ray Price and Johnny Bush, and yeah, and, I mean uh, stuff so, that yeah. you know stuff that uh, uh, you can pat your foot to, yet let, yet you can sing along to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I just thought something I want to try. Uh, he he always reminds me that. He does the production, and he can delete anything he wants to do. <laughs> and he's proud of it. But but years ago, I interviewed. Uh, I was uh, 
I was running sound at a uh, jazz festival, mm-hmm. and my daughter Leslie says that me running sound is a unique uh, uh, approach to sound to have a deaf man running sound. <laughs> <laughs> but, but <laughs> huh? But, but I was doing this. I was Say doing what? this. I was doing this jazz festival, and I met one of the most remarkable people I ever met in my life. Uh, the other day, it was so long ago, I can't remember his full name. I think his last name was Franks. And he had been in New York, and uh, he had played, he played uh, Vibes, whatever you call mm-hmm. it, right. Xylophone, whatever yeah. you call mm-hmm. it. Xylophone, yeah. On the Tonight Show. And uh, he was very much in demand in studio. Mm-hmm. He's, he gave me a list. Of who he played of all, Oh, it was, it was phenomenal. So I asked him a question. I said, uh, I said, okay, who was the nicest person it, to you in the studio? Because, you know, he's meeting all these stars. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, Tony Bennett mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the nicest person mm-hmm. that I ever met. And then I said, okay, let's go to that other side of that coin. And he didn't even hesitate or stutter. He said, mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Speaking about hard to work with. Yeah. But he said, he said um, she was just very demanding, you know, mm-hmm. a perfectionist kind of thing about what mm-hmm. she wanted. But he said, now, if you want to flesh that out, he said the uh, the biggest jerk I ever worked with was a drummer by the name of Buddy Rich. Oh, I've heard yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I've heard that oh, yeah. a lot of times. So there's I, there's actually that. a Buddy Rich outtake that's float that well, floats around, yeah, and I'll of course see. we can't play it on this program yeah, because it's it's colorful, very they're colorful. On, they're on the bus, and he's, he's yes, he's, that's the one. He's condemning. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. 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 But so. I, what I wanted, to, I wanted to play that with you. I wasn't just telling that to tell a story. Right. Uh, as you reminisce back with all of the artists, talk about somebody that you thought was just, uh, just the, the Mister Rogers of the music industry, mm-hmm. uh, the nicest kind of person, mm-hmm. and then somebody that was difficult for you to deal with mm-hmm. and then uh, and you may not even want to mention all the names of some of them <laughs> all right at this stage who cares? They gotta, <laughs> by the way they got to be dead all right you can't <laughs> no. you can't talk no, no go well, ahead. Let, let's go make ahead. this short and sweet yeah. uh, by far the nicest person i ever worked with and uh, was a fella from arkansas by the name of glenn campbell oh uh, yeah Glenn was a very unique man. Uh, you know, he was a, he came from nothing mm-hmm. and uh, became a superstar, own TV show and everything. And, and it, it, to make him uh, stretch his story a little bit longer, uh, he uh, he came to Texas several times and I dealt with him and and very 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 caring person. I remember one time. Uh, uh, the radio station KIKK had an auction out at Esquire Ballroom, and it, they were raising money for somebody, so they asked me to come up with some items. So I asked uh, Glenn Campbell's manager at the time, I can't, it was Roger or something. Can't believe I remember that so many years ago, but uh, <laughs> to come up with some articles. So he came up with a shirt and a pair of socks. 
that Glenn had worn the day before <laughs> playing golf. And I mean, they were, and, and he, he had them framed in a real nice frame with a, with a personal letter. That was from, to help keep the smell down off yeah, of his socks, I bet. So with a, personal, <laughs> with a personal letter inside, thanking whoever bought this ah. apparel, that, and he guaranteed that he had just worn them the day before and all this. So after that happened, was I started keeping it, and my mother... It was living on the West Coast at the time, and I was in Texas, and she had a serious operation. And uh, uh, and so I asked, I called his manager and asked uh, if he could get Glenn to send her a note or something. Mm-hmm. It, I would, and she, he was his, her favorite out there, and like many other people. And, and uh so about a week later, I get a phone. My mother was still in the hospital. And I get a call from her, and she's in hysteric. And Glenn had just left her hospital room. He personally went up there wow. and took her some flowers. And everybody, she was in a room with about five other women, and they all went hysterical <laughs> when he came walking in there. But that's the kind of guy Glenn yeah. was. Wow, He's just a super. Yeah, I've always person. I've always heard those kind of stories about him. Never met him or anything yeah, like well, that. But, but he but, yeah. uh, he was yeah. that way. And but, another <clears> quick story I want to tell you: uh, we had a guy that worked for Capital. At that time, I was doing pop pop promotion for Capital, and you Glenn was both. He mm-hmm. was not oh, yeah. only a number one country act, he mm-hmm. was a number one pop yeah. act. Yeah. And uh, that's how you get TV shows, by the way. That is, yeah. yeah. But but anyway, uh, Hi, he, I'm Campbell. he was playing the Houston Rodeo, and I was up at a, at a room with him, and we were having a cocktail party at the time. And, and uh, we had a fellow working for us uh, by the name of uh, uh, Pat Remkes, the fellow, and he was our country promotion guy. And he had never even met Glenn before, and, and Glenn and I were standing together with a drink in our hands and at the cocktail party, and Pat comes up, and, and he goes, uh, Hi, I'm Pat Remkes, and you can just call me Country Pat. And Glenn looked at him straight face as can be and went, What country? <laughs> and he was so embarrassed as Pat guy just went, he just shrunk and walked away like, you know, That's what good. country? What country? That's good. I want to make sure that Anita Campbell uh, watches this, listens to this. That's She's, his niece, right? Or, yeah, that, or, or cousin or something? Cousin, Cousin, yeah. okay. And whenever he would come to town, Anita. Oh, man. But she still promotes his memory and oh boy on facebook a, and well, well tell her i love her yeah because <laughs> i damn sure loved glenn yeah, yeah. and then let's go the other let's flip yeah, the coin flip the coin i was uh, i had to pick up an artist one time when i was with uh capital and i was still and uh, my car had broke down broken down so i had to uh, i called him in uh, la and they said we'll go rent you something big and go pick up this artist and uh, her name was Nancy Wilson. Oh, oh, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Classy lady, class yeah. act from get go. Yeah. Well, I went out to Houston Airport to pick her up. I'd rented a Lincoln. I never forget this. So I meet Nancy at the gate and introduce myself. I'd never met her before, and so we're on our way out to the car. We get to the car. Well, I opened the front door for her, and she just stood there. She didn't get in. So I went, what the heck? So I, she walked to the back door instead of this big four door, and I went, 
So I opened the back door and she got in. Well, she, I guess she thought I was her driver or something. That I was, <laughs> that I had, Were you holding up a card? Nancy Wilson? But, yeah, but Nancy I mean, Wilson? And got she, a card? You know, she was a class action. Not only a beautiful woman, who was the sweetest singer in the world. Yeah. But we mm-hmm. later, after we rode for a while, then we stopped someplace and she, she got in the front seat. But she didn't, you know, she put on this whole air about her that uh, I was supposed to be. The driver. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so nobody ever treated you like a jerk? Or... No, I can't remember. You know, people, all people pretty much treat you the way you treat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. I never, I never was really in awe of meeting anybody. And I never was, uh, there was a few people, but, uh, you know, but I, I always seemed to get along with everybody. Yeah. But some of those, uh, and some of those Southern rock groups, like when I was with MCA, Leonard Skinner, you know, they, they were, they were full boogie to the core, you know, so mm-hmm. they were pretty hard to deal with. And the who, mm-hmm. uh, they who? were, who, who, <laughs> who, they were pretty hard to deal with. Believe me. Yeah. I don't know. You guys probably heard a story years ago in Houston. They had a big party for them at the Galleria and they had uh, a bunch of ladies up there, uh, dancing ladies and stuff that showed up. Did you ever hear the story? Uh-uh. Everybody got thrown in jail. I mean, they just, <laughs> oh wow, they they loaded. Yeah, that's up. what you get for having dancing ladies. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't do that. You don't do that. Well, Barry, it has been yeah. a pleasure to have you back, man. I tell you well, what, believe it or not, you. time has just slipped right on away from us, but. Well, we we'll probably hey we'll probably have you back some more. There's yeah, more stories I, uh, in that in absolutely. that uh, that I, oh yeah that, in that head of yours. I know me, there's so. lots of stories, and, and the amazing part of it, they're all true, uh, <laughs> as well as I can remember. And it's always a pleasure seeing you and Jim. Sure. Uh, yeah, you're, you're now uh, working with Johnny, uh, an artist named Johnny Riley. Yes, I sure yeah. am. And you know, if I could take the time, just a few minutes, to say this. Uh, I've been pretty much retired from the music scene for a long time, uh, you know, I, and I, I got back in when I owned a place called Borsky's Tavern. I think I might have talked about Borsky's. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we had live music there six days a week, and, and uh, it got me back to prove my love for music and, mm-hmm. and uh, musical artists, live music. And, uh, and then when I got rid of Borsky's, I... Uh, uh, I'd been retired for several years, and, uh, and retired I'm, or tired? Uh, both. Okay. Tired of uh, yeah. <laughs> he eventually and, got tired of being retired. Sick, there you go. There sick you and go. tired of being sick and tired. There you, you know? go. There and you go. I, uh, uh, I met a, y- a young man. I say he's young. Uh, he ain't that young. But anyway, <laughs> everybody's younger uh, except Jim over here. <laughs> I'm older <laughs> yeah, by year. Or t- two years, two but years. anyway, uh, and he don't look it though. But I, yeah. I oh, met a fellow by the name of Johnny Riley, and I heard him sing, and uh, tell you the truth, I was blown away. I uh, and I'm not easily impressed, and uh, I'm a stickler about several things. One being professionalism, and one being talent, of course. But what you can be as talented as all daylights if you don't have the professional attitude about mm-hmm. you and you don't conduct yourself right. It's not going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I got hooked up. And I met Johnny, and we spent one evening together. And I, I just expressed my feelings to him, and I said, "I'd like to be your manager, and hopefully we can put something together that's great." And he said, 
Come on, let's do it. So we've been yeah. working together for how long, Johnny? About two years now. Somewhere going, about yeah, somewhere about that. And, and sometimes we get a little mad because things don't happen as fast as they we feel they should be happening. Sure. It's just like human nature. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this man yeah. is loaded with talent. He has got the goods. And uh, if you ever get a chance to come out and see him, Please do so. Do yourself a favor. Or better yet, you can just tune in to the next week's podcast because he's going to be on there and he's yes, going to play. He's gonna play. He'll play a, a song songs. or two for yes. us, probably yeah. some original music. Yes. So uh, we'll yes. do that. So, yeah. And so people will have a chance to hear him. Thank you but, for giving yeah. us the opportunity to come yeah. be a part of this. It's always a pleasure, Barry. I tell yeah. you what, you know, so it's very good. Well, man, hey, take care of yourself. Thank you. And we will Same see you. you see you folks on the next one. God Adios. Bless. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.